The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Show here on the fan 680 and 937 live from 680 the fan studios in the battery atlanta bad time to uh, have a little malfunction with the headsets i uh, got the backup pair ready to run today on this tuesday morning gorgeous day in atlanta it's gonna warm up a little bit i bet there are gonna be some guys and ladies heading to the golf course today Man, I'd like to be one of them. Looking to play a little golf. DT in the house, our engineer, producer, Adam Gillespie, ready to roll. And uh, you need to be aware, man. Got a chance to win that trip to Sandals, Duns River, Jamaica. And all you got to do is listening, uh, listen to the locker room show. 6 to 10 here on 680 The Fan. Your last chance this week. To get qualified to win one of the five grand prize trips, a luxury vacation for two. To uh, go visit the fine folks there at Sandals Resort. You're going to get your choice of the resort. Listen to the locker room every day this week, 6 to 10. And when you hear that cue to call, call us at 404-231-1680. The number be the fifth caller for your chance to get entered to win. You've got to be 21 and a legal resident of Georgia to be able to win that. And also, uh, speaking of golf, man, we got our 2024 Chili Dip Open. We're going to tee it up on Friday the 23rd at Bears Best Atlanta. You need to get signed up. First big golf tournament of 2023. Uh, 2024, that is. Uh, key with another... Uh, on the read is, yes, 2024. Anyway, come tee it up with us. Chili Dip Open, Bears Best Atlanta, going to benefit First Team Metro Atlanta. And uh, looking forward to that, man. Get that new driver and get going. Speaking of get going, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, the big take, uh, guys, is 2024. And there's your big take today. <laughs> All right, this just in. New Falcons head coach Raheem Morris won the press conference yesterday. And it was a good first impression. He was upbeat. He was positive, very excited about his new coaching staff. Man, I um, I was really impressed. How about you? The media and the fan base should have been impressed with the way he handled the room yesterday. You heard it right here on 680 The Fan. I was most impressed with his answer regarding 
the expectations for this upcoming season, his first season on the job. DT, can we hear that? That piece of audio, here's Raheem Morris. Every single year, you're competing for a championship, you know, and the clear-cut goal for us is obviously to win the South. And if you can win the South, you can qualify to get into the playoffs. If you can get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So you want to go out there and try to get yourself into those that mindset because, like Terry mentioned, it is definitely a mentality for us every reality, and, and that's got to be the focus of all of us. And the last thing with that is, why not us? Why not? Raheem didn't run from that one, and I was impressed with the answer. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Exactly what I wanted to hear. Now, I am going to question one thing he told us during the press conference yesterday. There's one thing that I just can't believe. In fact, I don't believe it. It's the elephant in the room. It's the biggest, most critical decision that Raheem Morris will be involved in as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They've got to get it right. There's no room for error. I'm holding out hope that Fontenot can move up and get Jaden Daniels. Raheem and Fontenot have a little time to get this straightened out, get it figured out. Yesterday, I just didn't believe it when he said that he and Fontenot had not spoken about the quarterback situation. I don't believe that. They had to have talked about the quarterback situation. How else would Raheem Morris want to take the job unless he was impressed with what Fontenot was saying about the quarterback situation, what their plans were? Now, I'm not saying they needed to go in depth about the conversation. As I mentioned, there's a little time to get it figured out. But I don't know how he takes the job without having a pretty basic understanding of what the plans are at the quarterback spot. But overall, as far as the introductory press conference goes, I give Raheem Morris an A. Off to a good start. Should have impressed you with what he had to say yesterday. The energy, the positivity, the excitement of the coaching staff. I was really, really impressed. Now let's get let's go in depth a little bit on this Falcons quarterback thing. The dirty birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. So what is the Falcons quarterback plan? Well, they can go in several different directions. Let me run through it quickly. Number one, they can go with a veteran free agent. Kurt Cousins comes to mind. And we're talking about a guy that's looking for 35 to $40 million a year. We're talking about a guy that his best football is in the rearview mirror. And he's coming off an Achilles tear. All right, I'm going to get my red pen. I'm going to mark an X through that one. Don't want any part of that. All right, number two, you can trade for a veteran like Russell Wilson. I'm sure the Broncos would love to unload him, Sean Payton. Uh, Big money, high maintenance, best football behind him. I'm going to X through that one. I don't want any part of that. Number three. 
You can make a trade for Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. Now, there are a couple of positive things here. One is this would be a reasonable cost initially to get him in here. But then you've got to invest big with a contract extension after one year on the job. So at least you get an idea, hey, is this a guy you want to hitch your wagon to? So it would be reasonable as far as the cost goes in that first year. Another positive, he's entering the prime of his career. Now, there's something that I like. And then number three, he's got some valuable experience. During his tenure there in Chicago. So there are a couple of things to like. Now, here's what I don't like. Seemingly, he's an introvert. Not sure I want that out of my quarterback. I'm not sure about his leadership skills. That concerns me. He's not a prototypical quarterback. Not a guy that's going to sit in the pocket, read coverage, and accurately pick your butt apart. Those are the things I don't like. I'm going to mark through that one. I don't want any part of that. Number four, you can invest in the draft with your first-round pick. Now, I think to do this, you're going to have to move up into the top three. And if you do that, you're going to plug and play. And the quarterback will develop as you play him. And he's going to be reasonably uh, affordable through the first four years. Now, you're talking about Caleb Williams, Drake May, and uh, and, and, uh, Jaden Daniels. Those are the three guys. All right, and here's the final alternative. You invest in the draft, but you do it in the second round. Chances are Bo Nix could be there. Michael Penix Jr. could be there. You know I love him. J.J. McCarthy, Spencer Rattler, one of those dudes. I don't really like that idea. I'm going to mark through that one. So, again, here's my focus as it stands right now in this part of the process. Is that is a trade up into the top three. And, look, I'm not saying trade up to the number one pick. I don't think you got to get to number one to get Jaden Daniels got to get to number two or number three so do what you got to do trade up to that second or third spot get in position to take lsu's Jaden daniels he's got an electric skill set he's developing inside the pocket he's dynamic when he gets outside the pocket he can extend plays he can hurt the defense when your protection breaks down he plays with great confidence He's got a big arm. He's tough. He's got a big-time work ethic. And he's a tremendous leader, which means everything from the seat I'm sitting in. Now, I checked in with one of my sources down at LSU, inquiring about Jaden Daniels and what he knows about his leadership skills. Here's what I hear. He's going to rule the NFL. If the Falcons got him, he will rule the NFL South for 10 years. Great guy. 
quiet and reserved, but plays with great confidence. Smart, unreal running skills. He's got a shotgun for an arm. Coach Kelly told me he basically had to kick him out of the film room during the summer months. Throws a beautiful long pass. That's where he's improved the most. Wait, there's more. Never seen anyone with his skills as a runner and passer at LSU. He would outrun angles of defenders, and he's double tough. He'd get the crap knocked out of him and get right back up. Tremendous leader. That gets my attention. I knew about the other things. Did not know about the leadership qualities. I don't think Caleb Williams has the leadership qualities. To lead a professional organization. To invest what you've got to invest with a first pick. Let somebody else take Caleb Williams. Let him paint his fingernails for uh, some other organization. Drake May, I think, is a work in progress. I mean, there's a chance he turns out to be Brady-like. He's not ready yet. Jane Daniels is ready to plug and play. He's got every quality that you want as a leader of your organization and as a pro quarterback. I especially like the idea that he can run away from these defenders when the protection breaks down. That sure comes in handy, especially when you're a young quarterback trying to find your way. Yeah, I'd be shining the spotlight on Jaden Daniels trying to figure out a way to get him in a Falcons uniform. And that would be my Falcons quarterback plan as they move forward. And look, this is the fourth year the Falcons have had a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Fourth year in a row. First three years, they invested in other spots, and probably a good thing because the previous three drafts weren't exactly loaded up with big-time quarterback prospects. This one is. Now's the time to pounce. Falcons are desperate for a quarterback. they got to make it happen, and Raheem needs to get it right. Jane Daniels is the man. Go make it happen. Coming back on the other side, let's talk a little Super Bowl. We'll get you ready for the game on Sunday. Talk about this Kansas City defense and the matchup with the 49ers offense. And uh, stay tuned a little later in the show. We're going to take a cheap shot at Lincoln Riley the uh, head coach out at USC, so you don't want to miss that. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best listening to the buck Blue show on the fans 680 and 93.7 hope your tuesday's off to a great start and i uh, hope you're going to be a part of our Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon is the 23rd annual. Getting my packages ready right now. Trying to help out every year with that. And for over two decades, you've helped us make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers. Since 2001, 680 The Fan, we've been at it. Proudly aired the Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon, and thanks to the generous support of you, our loyal listeners, clients, and staff, we've been able to raise over $2 million to support the vital work of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So tune in Friday, February 16th for the 23rd annual, and uh, you can uh, look for more information. You can see that on our website. Uh, visit 680thefan.com right now. Let's bounce around, talk a little Super Bowl, man. Let's get you ready. And uh, focused right now today, I wanted to share these uh, thoughts on the Kansas City defense and the San Francisco offense. Broke down the other side of the ball yesterday. This KC defense, man, they're coming in, allowing only 15 points a game. Now, that's over 20 games. 15 points a game. It's the best defense they've had during the Super Bowl run of success they've had under Andy Reid. This is the best they've had defensively. Spagnola, defensive coordinator, has done a great job. And what they do, what they love to do, and what their skill set allows them to do, and you saw this in play against the Baltimore Ravens last uh, in the AFC Championship game, was the Chiefs play a lot of man coverage. And they do that. And they love to be in the nickel and the dime where they get the two, one or two extra defensive backs on the field because that's the strength of the defense. They got guys that can cover. And so what they've done a great job of and really put on a clinic against Baltimore was they put eight in the box with the dime package on the field. And they put eight in the box, which discouraged the Ravens from running the football. Because five can't block eight. Right? You get the simple math? Five can't block eight. So you need to throw it when you got a defense with eight in the box. Problem is, you don't know when they rush five or six. You don't know which five or six are going to rush out of the eight. So a little indecision on the protection plan of the Ravens. And then the thing that really set the Chiefs apart was they were able to also get tight blanket coverage on those below-average Ravens receivers. 
So Lamar had nowhere to go with the football. And they were able to get some quick pressure on him. Now, the San Francisco 49er offense, now, look, they, uh, they're built a little differently. In fact, they're built a lot differently. They, they've got some man coverage beaters on that team. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey out in the pass route a little bit. See if you can cover him. Ayuk has really come on strong. So, not sure how the Chiefs are going to play that. Are they going to come out and do the same thing they did against the Ravens? That me a dangerous proposition. Shanahan with some play uh, man coverage, play beaters, as far as the personnel and the scheme goes. So, Spags, look out, brother. It's going to be a little different in this matchup. 49ers need Kittle and Ayuk to win a lot of these uh, man-to-man matchups. They're going to be successful. And you're going to have that Justin Reed on Kittle a lot. That is a primo matchup there. Now here, uh, diving a little deeper into this, Shanahan loves to get in this 21 personnel grouping. Two running backs, 49ers, one of the one of two teams that play with a fullback. So they go 21 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends, one wide receiver. And when the Chiefs' defense has faced, and they hadn't faced it much, but when they have the 21 personnel grouping, they're in their base defense 75% of the time. Four defensive linemen, three linebackers, four in the secondary. This is not their strength. They'd rather be in nickel or dime. So look for the Niners to be in this 21 personnel grouping a lot. Give them a heavy dose of this. Now you've put the Chiefs defense in a situation where they're concerned about being able to cover effectively, which is what Shanahan wants. Show them a run formation, throw the football. Chiefs are not in the strength of their defense. They're in a base defense 75% of the time. This is not where they want to be. Shanahan does an outstanding job of scheming open receivers in space so they can catch the ball on the run and get yards after the catch. And I'm sure Shanahan saw that video of the Bills running it on the Chiefs very effectively in the game. And you're going to see some of that. Now, the Chiefs, what they're going to try to do is mix up their coverages, disguise the coverage, rotate safeties after the snap of the ball. Brock Purdy's a guy. Listen to this about Purdy. Number two in the NFL, quarterbacks I'm talking about, number two rated against man coverage, number one against zone coverage, number two against single high safety coverage, number one against two high safety coverage, number one against the blitz, number one against play action, number three when he feels pressure. Purdy's a guy that uh, really aggressive. He's going to take some shots. Against the blitz, when the pressure's coming, he's going to try to get the ball intermediate down the field. He's not going to be checking it down. He's trying to get that ball down the field. So with Chiefs, he here, Chiefs are going to have to tackle in open space when Shanny schemes these guys open. And the Chiefs are going to have to force some negative plays, capitalize on turnover opportunities. Can't be dropping that potential interception. 
when they disguise and rotate the safeties. And I'm going to tell you, the 49ers, they better have a good plan to block Chris Jones. I'm just saying. Chris Jones. It's a great matchup on this side of the ball. I mean, the chess match is going to be awesome. So watch when Shanny comes out in that 21 personnel grouping and see if the Chiefs are going to be in the base defense. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I was seeing, I was, uh, yesterday went and worked out at the gym, and they've got a sauna. I love to get in the sauna at the end of the workout. And they've got a TV monitor right outside the sauna that you can check out. And they had uh, CBS Sports, that channel on. And Pete Prisco, longtime uh, NFL guy, a writer that uh, has found a little bit of fame there in the on the TV side, they had him come up <clears throat> with like the 10 best players in the Super Bowl 58. Now, obviously, Mahomes is number one. And I believe Chris Jones was number... Uh, two and McCaffrey's number three. Where's Trent Williams? Fred Trent Warner, Williams Fred was Warner. top five. George Kittle should be number yeah, one. He's Warner the best player in the Kittle whole league. Were in the group, but here was the so shock. many good players in this here game. Here was the shocking thing to me. Shocking, and I almost fell off the bench in the sauna when I did not see the name of Debo Samuel in the top ten. Pete Prisco, and I put this out on social media. I'm sure he saw it. Pete Prisco, what are you doing, man? Debo Samuel, not a top 10 player in the Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? How do you forget about Debo? Really shows how many great players we have uh, in this game, from yeah. from offensive tackles to quarterbacks to uh, defensive linemen, secondary. It's, uh, it's laden with talent. No doubt about it. But Debo, come on, man. Yeah, that's hard to believe. But, come yeah. on. Nobody's <laughs> getting more yards after the catch than Debo Samuel. And blocking. He deserves a lot of credit for that. Dude is uh, dynamic, man. He's going to help you in the run game, passing game. Tough. Come on. He's a top 10 player, Pete. Come on, man. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. And we're pleased to have Amanda Swartz come in and help us out with the Top 5, our director of social media. Man, how's the day going so far? You got a full schedule today? I always do, Buck. <laughs> and I see, man, Chuck and Chernoff are keeping you busy this week with that uh, promotion they've got going on this oh, week. Oh, yeah, the 5 Days of Taylor. Yeah, the five days of Taylor. So all the people need to do is cut a video with, with, uh, like, Dad and the daughter. Dad and daughter submit their favorite Taylor Swift song, the two of them singing it together to our Twitter page. We have it pinned at the top, so just reply to that tweet with the video, and you could win a couple of really cool gift cards. Yeah, Arnett's Chop Shop gift card plus a, is this true? $2,500 gift card at Brown & Company Jewelers? That is very true. Yep. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Goodness, man. Yep. Go to 680thefan.com for all the details. Mm-hmm. All right, so top five, what you got for me today? All right, number one, what's next for Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, he's sort of the forgotten man, right? I mean, goodness, he was supposed to have a head job by now. And now he doesn't even have an offensive coordinator's job. So I believe Bieniemy has two options. He can sit out the year. 
the upcoming season, sit it out. Or he could take a positional coaching job. Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I would think that would be something he would have to do is like be a running back coach, a receiver coach. And then hope in 2025 he's able to uh, get back to being a coordinator or maybe even look for a head coaching job. But, yeah, he's in a tough spot right now. He does, he's a man without a job, believe it or not. And he was supposed to be on this track of success as a head coach by now. He's got to be disillusioned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Number two, drop a Super Bowl problem. Yeah, I was reading about this yesterday was that Super Bowl in Las Vegas and be a lot of private jets showing up at the Super Bowl. There always is. Of course. So you 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 expect this, right? But, uh, hey, Vegas is sold out. There's no more storage for private jets in Las Vegas. And I'm talking about the multiple airports, the uh, the big one and then the, the smaller ones around Vegas. Uh, the storage for a private jet is all sold out. Oh, I had no idea. So I think what these rich folks are going to have to do is they're going to have to have the pilot drop them off in Las Vegas. And then they're going to have to fly somewhere else to uh, house the jet. Mm -hmm. And then when their client is ready to go, they got to fly back in and pick them up. Right. Do you think Taylor Swift already has her spot locked in? I would imagine she's probably way ahead of the game here. And plus, uh, you know, the, the publicity that she garners, I would think that... Any of these folks renting out the hangers or whatever would make sure there would yeah. be a spot for her. Yeah, at this she's point priority. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, that's going to happen. So, right. Yeah, a little strange. The uh, private jets, there's no place to park them. Yeah, weird. All right, number three, reveal a draft nugget. A draft nugget. I want the Falcons to move up and take Jaden Daniels. No, I've already talked about that. <laughs> You know, as I look through the uh, all the mock drafts, I'm already totally into it by now as we get the draft coming up in a couple of months. Plenty of time to get into it. I'm already into it because I'm looking for the Falcons in this next quarterback. But while I was investigating all these mock drafts, and a lot of them are out there, and a lot of the big-time insiders are already dropping them. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s got one out there. Uh, Bucky Brooks, people like this have already dropped. 1.0 on it, and I uh, what jumped off the page, there are eight, eight offensive tackles expected to go in the first round, and that is the most of any position, and we're already talking about the quarterbacks, man, but eight offensive tackles expected to go in the first round. Wow. I think this is the year. If you're looking to improve your offensive line, this is the year to do it in the first round of the NFL draft. They're probably all gone by the end of the first round, so you're going to have to do it early. I like it. All right. Number four, will Patrick Mahomes' dad be at the big game? You know, I was reading about this yesterday, last night, uh, doing some show prep. I ran across this. Not that I was investigating it. Uh, It's sort of a private matter. Mm -hmm. But it jumped off the page. Uh, the screen, that is, and that is he will he will be allowed. You know, he just got his third DWI, mm-hmm. but he will be allowed to go to the game. Okay. I believe he's living in Texas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the article I was reading is that he's going to have to wear an ankle, uh, an ankle monitor 
At the game? Out of town. Oh, As wow. he leaves Texas to okay. go to the Super Bowl, he's got to wear one. Mm-hmm. And it also said, too, that he's not supposed to drink or do drugs. That makes sense. There's some random tests that he's going to have to go through. Yeah. So be allowed to go to the game. That is good news. Hope he gets his life on track mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Before somebody gets hurt. Yep. And I know his son has got to be hurting. I mean, oh, this, for sure. This is embarrassing, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dad. Get your act together. <laughs> All right. Number five. NFL Honors Awards show is Thursday. Who is your MVP? You know, I've been talking about most of the second half of the season that it was going to be Lamar Jackson. I don't have a vote. Okay. I don't have a vote. But if I did, I think I'd be going Lamar Jackson until, well, they lost to Kansas City in the AFC title game. And what San Francisco has done with Brock Purdy has got me leaning away from Lamar and leaning towards Purdy. I mean, he came off the... The Tommy John surgery uh, last season got hurt in the playoffs. And what he's done running the San Francisco offense has been nothing short of amazing coming off that major surgery. I think I'm going to stick with Lamar. If I had a vote, I'd go Lamar Jackson. It's a good pick. Because, look, and it was painfully obvious. I mean, he has got limited weapons around him. He and Todd Monken have done a marvelous job this season. Their wide receiver group, one of the weakest in the National Football League, they got they got to address that. Their best guy was a rookie. And then you look at their running back position, one of the worst in the NFL, too. They've got to address the running back spot. So it's not like he had a lot of great weapons around him. He did a lot of it on himself. So I, I'm going to stick with Lamar Jackson if I had a vote. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Amanda, thanks so much. Thanks for having Keep me. Keep up the good work. Will do. And send in those Taylor Swift videos, everyone. Yeah, you've got your hands <laughs> full with this group you got to work <laughs> I with. I sure do. <laughs> we appreciate your help. Yeah, appreciate the help. And uh, so we got a new uh, golf tournament coming up. Looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. That chili dip open. Hope you're going to. You folks out there are going to come play with us this year. Let's get to the Bulldog Beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, Mark Dylan, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, I miss those days putting it on Kincaid and that Buck and Kincaid golf classic. All right, Bulldog beat, man. So, you know, looking at these mock drafts, it looks like to me Brock Bowers is going in the top ten. He's going to show out at the Combine later this month. Dude's going to lay down like a faux five, show off that route running ability. I hope the Chargers get their hands on him working with Justin Herbert would be awesome. Yeah, the uh, Bowers situation. Now, Georgia's going to miss him in the upcoming season. How do they replace Brock Bowers? You can't, right? I mean, one guy, you can't expect Oscar Delp to step in and completely replace Brock Bowers. So I'm going to say, how do you replace Bowers? Well, it's going to take two dogs to replace Bowers. It's going to take two of them. 
And then you still might not totally replace him. But I tell you what, I, I had the opportunity to watch Oscar Delp play high school football during his three years at West Forsyth High School. Yeah, I may have seen him as a freshman. I don't really recall, but he was dominating as a sophomore, junior, and senior and got to see him play multiple times during those three years. And I left very impressed. Number one, with the skill set, he was a big dude that was athletic. It was painfully obvious to me as we uh, competed against Delp that he was a tremendous competitor. So I uh, had a lot of respect for Delp even before he signed that scholarship with Georgia. And I tell you what, he is, he's going to be center stage in the upcoming season as the starter at that tight end spot. He, uh, he really had a good year last year, I thought. Ten starts. Bowers was banged up a little bit, so he got some additional starts. Last season, uh, 24 catches, three touchdown receptions. And, you know, as I look at Oscar and compare him to Bowers, I really do believe it's a similar skill set with the exception of the speed. And this is what makes Bowers a top-ten pick. He's laying down the faux five, which really sets him apart. But a, a similar skill set. They're both excellent route runners. They both have great hands. Uh, Oscar has worked tremendously hard to bulk up and get bigger and stronger. He's a much better blocker than he, than he was when he showed up at Georgia. So I think Oscar is going to have a really solid, strong season as the starter at tight end. But they're also going to have Lawson Lucky step in. Now, Lawson stepped in and was having a really good spring last year as an early enrollee freshman out of Norcross. And then he got hurt. And so it took him a, a while to get back on track. And you saw him getting a little bit more playing time toward the end of the season. Again, with Bowers dinged up, Lucky getting on the field a little bit more. Now, Lucky's another one I had a chance to see high school, uh, get to see uh, play high school football, and was just so impressed at Norcross where Lawson Lucky was really, I looked at, viewed him as not as a tight end, but as a big receiver, big receiver. They would flex him out. He would get that X wide receiver spot. He'd be running wide receiver routes. They're throwing that back shoulder fade in the end zone for the touchdown. I mean, he was he was a, a tough guy to handle, man, in those one-on-one -on -one matchups, those 50-50 balls. And I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Delp as a uh, strong starter at the tight end spot, and you're going to see Lawson Lucky step in and get more and more playing time. It's going to take two to replace Brock Bowers. I think George is in pretty good shape with Oscar Delp and also Lawson Lucky ready to step in and deliver. Yeah, that's going to do it uh, for that segment. Coming back on the other side, we're going to take a shot at Lincoln Riley in our college football nugget. You got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Show here on the fan 680 and 93.7. Man, we're running fast. Squeezing it all in. Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Most of the time we're in studio, so you can actually uh, stream us 680thefan.com. Click and watch as I wave at everybody. And then get that fan mobile app. Listen anywhere, anytime. That's driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. You can download that fan app in the Apple app and Google Play stores. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Lincoln Riley, totally overrated as a head coach. Now, look, Lincoln Riley knows offense, but he knows nothing about quality defense. Lincoln Riley runs through defensive coordinators like a hot knife through margarine. It really is embarrassing. USC coming off an 8-5 and five season. And year number two for Riley. I think they're paying him a lot more than what they're getting in return. Eight and five? My goodness. I mean, Cellini could go out there and be the head coach at USC and wait and win eight games. And that's no knock at Chris. It's uh, Nick. He knows football when he sees it. Lincoln Riley. I mean, he's always got a top five offense. They score. But have you noticed how lousy the defenses are? USC this past season, scoring defense, number 118 out of 130 teams. They're 118th in scoring defense. They allowed close to 35 points a game. First year at USC, Trojans were 94th. Giving up close to 30 points a game. What? Now, we thought LSU was bad this past season here in the Deep South. LSU was 78th in scoring defense, allowing 28 points a game. 
USC was giving up like a touchdown more than LSU was. You got me on that stat yesterday, Buck. I was like, no way they were worse than LSU. They couldn't have been there. No, they they, they weren't. Yeah, it was about a touchdown more they were giving up. And you thought LSU was bad. (laughs) USC, terrible. As Barkley would say, even with that nose tackle, Bear Alexander, they stole from Georgia. Yeah, so the next time you see Lincoln Riley, you got a lot of these top ten head coaches in college football lists that are coming out, and you're going to see Lincoln Riley among the top ten. Shake your head and wonder how this continues to be because he don't know nothing about defense. There's your nugget today. That's what, you know, I was just running across, you know, uh, doing some college football research and it got these top 10 coaches things kept coming up and Lincoln Riley was like top five number four number six number five number three Lincoln Riley Lincoln Riley and so I you know I had to pull up the scoring defense thing lousy that doesn't make sense these people need to look in the me he is not a top 10 coach let's get to the final word Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Uh, Just a heads up, man. If you like the breakdown of the Super Bowl, both sides of the ball now. We did it yesterday and today. I've got my Bucks Beat podcast that is out. Preview, a breakdown, a Super Bowl 58, and also a conversation with Chris Conley, former Georgia receiver, now with the San Francisco 49ers. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com. And just stay tuned to Nick and Chris. Lear always throws the drop in there about Nick mentions the podcast we've got on the station. Don't forget about Buck's Beat Park. Yeah, he always drops that one. And I'm, I'm thinking Cellini's going to go nuts on him at some point in time. But I uh, want to invite you to check that out. Get you ready for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. It's going to do it for the Buffalo Show. Road Dog and DT, everybody at 680. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris coming up next. Hope you'll join me tomorrow on the Buck Buffalo Show here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 
50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 